0: Welcome to Own It from Women Lead Change. I'm Tiffany O'Donnell, the CEO of Women Lead Change. On today's episode, we'll be talking to Selena Rasvani, whose mission it is to help women carve out paths to leadership and to activate allyship at all levels. She also consults with employers on how to make work truly work for women by creating culture change that improves working women's experiences. She's the author of two leadership books, the best selling Pushback and The Next Generation of Women Leaders. In 2018, Selena Selena delivered a TEDx talk called Interrupting Gender Bias Through Meeting Culture, which was recognized with the Crowley Journalism Award. Selena is based in Philadelphia, where she lives with her husband, Jeff, and eight-year-old boy-girl twins. Welcome, Selena Rezvani, to the Own It podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me, Tiffany.
1: I love the work you're doing. So it's so thank great you. to be here.
0: It's always a treat to work with you too. And I I think why I particularly value our conversations is because you speak to me. I am the one that has trouble pushing sometimes in negotiations and otherwise. And you are always so tactical about how to do that. And I want to talk about that. First, though, I'd love to let our listeners know a little bit more about who you are. I've had the pleasure of working with you for many years now. But if you could just give us a little background about you and why you do the work you do. Yeah,
1: well, thank you um, for this opportunity. And, you know, my mission is pretty simple, and it's to, to help women carve out paths to leadership on their own terms, on their own terms. And I work on that a few different ways. I have the pleasure of speaking to women around the country in all different industries, but especially industries that are dominated by men you know, to level up their leadership skills. I also work with leaders in some cases to help make their workplaces even more welcoming and inclusive to women, um, which, of course, is really important working on that other side of the coin. I know you know that, Tiffany, um, you know, better than anyone. And the third way uh, I reach women is, you know, through online Courses. That's a big part of what I do um, as a, a LinkedIn learning instructor, five courses there where it's really exciting to reach women around the world on ways they can show up as that fierce self-advocate.
0: Yeah, and I will put a link to that in our information too about you. I know I've taken part in some of those LinkedIn educational opportunities and they are very tactical. And and I know for me, I need that. I kind of need that go to, um, you know, there's a lot of anecdotes out there, but it's always great to have data and then strategies on how to make it happen. And, and in your research, do women typically, is this a gender thing? I mean, do we typically have a hard time negotiating and, and have you learned the reasons why, if that's the case?
1: Yes, you know, there is, more apprehension in my research and experience that women express, not a defect, mind you, not a lack of competence at all, but a lack of confidence is another thing. And I run surveys before I do presentations and workshops I have for years. And when I ask, what's your number one obstacle to doing this and feeling good, you know, negotiating for what you want and need, Confidence is the number one most common response. It doesn't matter if I'm working with women physicians or women in advertising or women in Silicon Valley. It's a, it's a shared experience that, you know, what if this goes sideways? What if I ask for what I need and it destroys the relationship, you know, or kills my credibility in some way?
0: Okay. Where so, does this come from, Selena? I mean, because I know it's it's so widespread. I mean, some people with the, the benefits of fantastic family structures and others without share that same insecurity. And we're, I think that's the millionth the question, I guess, as we look to raise young leaders too. Where does this come from?
1: Well, I'm a big believer it comes from lots of social and environmental cues. Again, not an innate thing. We show up and ask for what we want differently, but I think some sometimes subtle cues that can tell us, you know, when we act out of stereotype, right? And and everyone has different stereotypes applied to them. But for women, when they act out of stereotype, there's a fear that we can get some blowback, some pushback for that, you know, and what are those stereotypes? Well, decades of research shows women tend to be expected to show up as modest, helpful, communal. Well, in order to be the CEO of an organization, Right? To ask for a promotion or a raise, to be the dissenter in a conversation and say, I don't agree with the direction. It's really hard to be those stereotypes, isn't it? You have to buck the trend. And so, you know, again, I think those can be powerful. I know I have felt them for much of my life. But on the flip side, all the wonderful things that have happened in my career have been the result of asking you know, and piping up.
0: Can you think of, can you talk about one example of where, you know, you finally realized that you had that ability and what that did for you?
1: Yes. Oh, I I can think of a big face plant, actually, um, opportunity and moment. And it changed my life. Several years ago, I was working really hard on my brand, my platform um, around elevating women, and I was writing a column for the Washington Post on the subject. I was speaking to women around the country. And I got this phone call one day, grinding away at my desk, just like any other day, but a really unusual call. And it was a tech company. And they said something I'll never forget. They said, Selena, would you like to interview to be our global spokesperson? And I was like, Gee, let me think about it. No, I'm kidding. I was like yeah, so
0: a, a nanos <laughs> Yeah, let
1: me think about and it for a nano. just pumping on the phone, you know, trying to like be cool, but not at all cool. And I was so excited. I thought, wh- how could there be an industry, you know, more in need of the messages around women's leadership? I-, I would love for this to happen. Well, I went to that interview. It was at a really nice restaurant in New York City, and I felt totally out of place there. I had a screaming voice in my head, like you don't belong here. And I proceeded to give them the kind of diet Sprite version of me in that interview, you know, like diluted kind of blah, meh answers. Um, Even the ideas I put forward. I wasn't surprised when I got one of those polite emails a few days later. That was like, it was really nice to meet you. Um, stay in touch, but we're going to go in another direction. And it stung and Mm -hmm. it felt lousy. And I knew I hadn't kind of made my presence felt. I hadn't given them anything memorable, Tiffany, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a really stinky feeling. And uh, I licked my wounds for a while. And about two weeks later, I wrote to them. Because remember, they said, stay in touch. (laughs) So I really took that to heart. And uh, I said, look, I know that this spokesperson thing didn't work out, but I have this idea. What if we designed a study together about, you know, professionals negotiating habits? I think we'd find some really cool data and discoveries. And, and, you know, what if we give it a go? And just like that, they said, yes. And we did the study and we found great findings. And uh, they said, why don't you be the global spokesperson of the study in front of all kinds of international media. And I did. And it was like a life-changing moment. It ended up being timed with my book pushback. <laughs> so, you know, Gosh. there's something to be said sometimes about hearing the no as not yet and mm-hmm. training. It's so hard.
0: It's so hard though, as you know.
1: Yes, it is. Especially though, if you stay just in your, you know, at your table of one by yourself and and in your own vacuum, you know, because it's often your friends or people in your peer group um, or people you respect like you, Tiffany, who I could see saying, well, Selena, this doesn't mean it's over. Like, have you thought about it this way? Have you Mm -hmm. thought about going back three more times and saying, how about, how about like this? How about this pitch? You know, so I think it's so important to like, Reach out and touch someone, and mm-hmm. you know, because uh, they're going to normalize that no for you, yes, your friends and your peers.
0: I yeah. agree. I always say they they give me wings. They give me yes. wings because I can get oh boy, I can go down rabbit holes, Whew, dangerous yes. rabbit holes. And then you have somebody who just looks at you. I just had somebody the other day say, you know, when you said to me that you were stressed out about this, it really surprised me because mm-hmm. this is how I see you. And that's really not that way. So yes. it's just always helpful. That's great advice to keep those keep those people close.
1: Well, I had the same reaction um, as some of those people in your world, Tiffany, which was just in interviewing so many women leaders over the years, including for my books, I did think they must have all had like a golden path to leadership, you know, like you were probably the head of Girl Scouts when you were five, like- you right. know, and right. an A-plus student and just this bulletproof veneer that, you you know, maybe were born with. And so many of them really deflated that theory. You know, so many of them said, I'm a, I'm a really good CFO. I'm a good finance person. I'm not necessarily the best finance person in the world, but I'm more tenacious than most. That's what so many of them said. I've never been afraid to go back and say, how about now? under these conditions or with this that.
0: tweaked proposal you know how about now you know and it also speaks to approaching all of those conversations whether they're you know quote successful or not um in the moment they're all learning opportunities they're all absolutely educating you about either the organization or the mission or the project and you know and i guess if you reframe it in that way too you are able to go back to them and say, "Hey, I might be able to make this a little better for you." Or this is what I heard about that, and this is this is what I do. How about
1: I do yeah. this? You know? You're so right. It's an opportunity to get smarter and mm-hmm. to get feedback. Right? Rarely mm-hmm. to any of us. I don't care whether you're, you know, putting a book proposal in front of a publisher or an idea in front of your boss for a product, you know, or anything else. Rarely do we nail it. The first time so you are going to be smarter you are going to be better informed and here's one more thing i think is important because i i know i've done this before when you ask you give that person a chance to cure your pain and when you only tell like your girlfriend or your partner at home oh They're such a jerk. How can that, you know, that boss of mine or how can that co-collaborator not see the value I'm bringing, um, you know, and give me some of the credit or whatever the issue may be, right? You don't give them a chance when you keep it to yourself to kind of fix it. And so I think there's even like a fairness component there which is putting it out on the table and saying hey you know i feel underrecognized. i feel like i've been contributing a b and c and i'm only getting x i'd really you know like to get Y. would you consider that you know at least we're giving them a chance to reshape it you know to change the ending of the story but we don't get that if we only mention it to our buddies no, yeah you know? so
0: true great perspective Overwhelmed by data? The
1: Master of Business Analytics program at Iowa State University can help with that. Their program will teach you how to organize your data and use it to drive decisions, taking you from down and out to the data-driven top dog. The program is 100% online, it's customizable, plus there's no entrance exam. If you're ready to make your data work for you, visit ivybusiness.iastate.edu
0: for more information. The book is called Pushback. Interesting title. You want to just give us a little backstory to how you came up with that title?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think there's almost like a defensive, maybe even a little bit negative thing that that word can conjure um, mm-hmm. when you hear it. I know like it can make your, you know, your solar plexus like tighten up just thinking about that. But I actually think of it in a really positive way. And not in this once a year way, like it's a skill we use in a big job offer negotiation or a big performance review. No, but I think of pushback as something we do in a thousand little ways every day, right? We are already negotiating things like To have happy customers, you know, in service of patients, if you're in something like healthcare, um, for a more realistic deadline for your project, you know, to get your boss what they need. We're doing this in so many ways. We are negotiating scope creep, right? All these things. My question for so many women is what if you brought that same ferocious self advocacy? you know, that same ferocious advocacy you bring to customers, clients, bosses, stakeholders, to those areas that benefit you, you know, um, your hours, the type of assignments you take on, you know, pay, title, recognition, uh, all kinds of things, right? You already do this often. And I say that to say, to me, pushback is about giving yourself credit for the many ways you already do this, but approaching it even more strategically, you know, doing it even more often because great negotiators don't settle for just uh, meh, less than great. You know, they right. really shoot for what would be awesome here. And yeah. there's nothing
0: wrong with that. Yeah. My friend, Cy Wakeman, what does great look like? Yes. And then others, a philosophy in our office is find a way to yes.
1: I love it. Now, I love it. Yes.
0: It doesn't mean you're going to get everything you want, but let's find a way to yes, in some way. And I love, I love how you talk about how we're doing this already. How about we do this for ourselves? How about we? It seems like such a simple idea, but yet so new.
1: Right. It can feel counter. You know. Uh, in fact, there's some research that shows women are, you know, especially strong negotiating for others on somebody else's behalf we've all seen uh, women do this incredibly well but you're right it can feel like a a new proposition to do it for yourself and uh, you know I promise it's one of those things that no matter what your starting point it's a learnable skill
0: Okay, so in the in the time that we have in our podcast, I know we could spend a lot more time on this. But can you give <laughs> us, can you just kind of give us a, a couple of tips that we can take with us today to, yeah. to make these changes?
1: Yes, definitely. And uh, I want to share one that I think uh, is easy to miss. And it's taking the time after you've developed, you know, a, a good strong proposal with some evidence behind it whatever you may be negotiating for, a flex work arrangement, a brand new role that doesn't exist yet at your organization, pay raise, whatever it is, take a minute to ask yourself, what is my counterpart? What is the other person's GPS? What are their goals, passions, and struggles? And how can I hook in some way to whatever it is I'm asking for, their goals passions or struggles you know how can i show them this is gonna this new job i'm proposing is actually gonna advance their passion that they have in the organization or a goal they're on the hook for you know this is gonna maybe make their life easier in some way so i think that's a really important one and it can kind of take your request from me to we And that's Mm -hmm. so important. You know, doesn't that open all of our ears when we think, okay, everyone could gain from this new opportunity. So I think that's an important one before we ever get in the conversation itself and in the negotiation. I think once you're there, a powerful thing you can do is really shoot for healthy entitlement. In, in your demeanor. And I want to explain what I mean by that. You know, on one side of the self advocacy spectrum, you know, there's a style that's kind of appeasing, maybe a little bit apologetic, passive, right? And it kind of communicates, your needs are more important than mine. All the way on the other extreme is a dominant style, You know, and you know, when you're in the room with this person, they're, they're kind of communicating my needs are more important than yours. I, I like to teach this style that's in the magic middle there and it's healthy entitlement. It's direct and it's honest and it's communicating your needs are no less or more important than mine. And that's, I think, a a doable thing. You know, that's something Mm -hmm. we can all live up to. So. I say that to say, don't walk in there being deferential, even if it's your boss's boss's boss, you can be respectful of the person, but dogged hard on the problem. And, and that's important to be willing to go a few rounds, because they may not see your you know things your way the, the first time you may need to keep kind of um, pressing, or peeling the onion back on their objections, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's so important to signal your own Self belief to keep going to elongate the conversation because it's not a question of if they're going to have pushback, it's when
0: or, or, you know? or, or yeah, what's it look like? Yeah, yes, yes. So, question for you I know a lot, of ta- a lot of times we don't have the luxury of preparing for a conversation like this, but say it is, you know, a significant raise that you feel you're you are deserving. Do you ever role play? Do you, you know, how how could somebody prepare for what could be a conversation like this with pushback?
1: Yeah, I think you touch on a really great technique. And it's one of the better confidence building techniques, right? Because you can have all the smart information in the world on your clipboard or your piece of paper. Um, That's not necessarily going to carry you through. It's not going to sell your idea to somebody. That's on you. And role playing is a great way to kind of give yourself the words, Mm -hmm. make you, you know, makes you feel like I've already been there in that conversation. Mm -hmm. This is not the first time I'm doing it. And so if you do role play, I think a great way to do it is ask your partner. This could be a loved one, a friend. Uh, It doesn't have to be an expert on the subject. Ask them to kind of be neutral with you the first time as they're playing your counterpart. But the second time, ask them to be kind of hard on you and pokey, you know, shoot things down, you know, maybe be a little oppositional. That, again, that can help you feel like, okay, I know how to verbally handle that. I know a few judo moves to keep going, you know, so it's not going to sideline you or, or crush your morale.
0: Interesting. So do you still ever have these moments? I mean you're you're the professional. Do you do you still ever have moments where you have to call on this? It doesn't just happen naturally.
1: Yes. Yes. In fact, I don't think it's work that's ever done, you know, and I would I would extend that to confidence building. You know, not just negotiating for yourself, but confidence building. I know I'm building confidence when I'm scared and I'm doing something that is nerve wracking. And I'm kind of saying to myself, what did I get myself into? You know, Because <laughs> it feels big. And, and it feels a little bit like you're out on a branch that maybe could break. But that's when I felt alive, like I'm growing, like I'm learning about myself in a deep way. And so I feel it all the time. And I think of it now as more of a badge of honor. It's proof you're trying. And you're, you're stretching it and you're pushing. And I see that now. I didn't always see that in the earlier parts of my career. I thought if somebody was successful, it meant they no longer felt those feelings.
0: How can we support others through this? I think about, you know, I'm raising two daughters. Um, you know, even, even those of us who mentor others, how, how can we help them gain this confidence that's so at the heart of what you're talking about?
1: That's a beautiful question. I love it. And there are a few ways, but I want to talk about one specifically because someone did it for me and it changed my life. I was uh, getting my MBA, actually. I had chosen a program, a business school program, where you could direct a little bit of your own research. And I knew just what I wanted to do with this research. I wanted to interview these senior women who had reached top, top levels in business there was only one problem though, Tiffany. I didn't know a single one and I had <laughs> no kills. connections. I had no connections to connections either, right? I I didn't know where to go. Well, I had one female professor in business school in my two years. And she said, Selena, I will approve your request to go interview senior level women on one condition. She said, you have to go after the whales, you have to go after the women that you think will never entertain an hour with you. And I'm so grateful to Dr. Lindsay Thompson. That was my professor who said that to me uh, because I did go after those women and ask them for interviews, women like the president of uh, the L.A. Dodgers, you know, the CEO of The Washington Post, um, a CEO of Charles Schwab, and they said yes. And 30 interviews later, that had changed my life, you know, those interviews, how I saw leadership. And I thought, I'm not that unique. You know, that research became a book. It became a business. It became a life, you know, a mission. And I have Lindsay to thank for that. So my question for you is, to anyone to listening, who could you nudge? You know, who in your life do you see working at a goal who you could kind of say to them, hey, that's a nice dream. Now think bigger, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a beautiful way we can build confidence. Because if you ask yourself, who's someone who gave me confidence once? So often it's a little moment like that. They made you check yourself or check your, your sense of roadblocks. Or, or they made you reframe your thinking. So reach out and give somebody a nudge.
0: Good, good advice, good advice. I have to ask you, it's the title of the podcast, how do you own either your challenges or the opportunities about yourself?
1: That's such a great one. You know, I think for me, it's been to start really committing to telling my truth. You know, I used to not do that, In the first part of my career, I kind of stood at an arm's distance and felt more comfortable with like the expert or advisor hat on. And something that's made all the difference has been telling my truth more often, telling people about my experience. I'm a multiracial woman with an interesting upbringing, right? A Pakistani dad, a Caucasian, Ukrainian-American mom, you know, sharing more of myself, When you do that, you can own your story and you can own your narrative and you can be yourself more. You know, that was a challenge for me for a long time. I tried fitting in and copying other people. And it's been kind of the joy of my life to be myself. And and you can do that more when
0: you speak your truth. Great. That is inspiring. Selena Rizvani, thank you. Thank you for our conversation today. And thank you for the work that you do every day. You are making a difference. You are a good one, my friend.
1: Oh, thank you. Keep flying high, Tiffany. You inspire me so much.
0: Thanks so much. We'll see you soon. Selena will be featured on the Central Iowa Conference on October 27th and 28th. Tickets are available now at wlcglobal.org. The WLC Store is open for business. All proceeds from merchandise sales during the month of May will directly benefit the Girls With Goals Fund. I'd say that's a win-win. Shop away at wlcstore.myshopify.com. Follow Women Lead Change on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcast. We'd appreciate that so much. More information and tickets can be found at wlcglobal.org.